the Lord. So today I want us to run into the mercy seat where God is preparing a place for us. So I'll start my sermon and I've named it, I've got the topic now, I'll call it mercy seat where Jesus is preparing a place for us. And without further ado, I'm going to give a small testimony about something. Uh, a few years ago, we were in a hostel 10 years ago. And because of the, the struggle I was in, I was supposed to wake up at three in the morning and a few weeks before, my friend was always telling, giving me testimony of people that had gone to see heaven. And I said, God, I want to be, go visit heaven and come back, see how it is. And God did not take me to heaven, but I had an encounter. One Sunday, Sunday to, towards morning. And I'll talk about it. But the following day, what happened was, I went to visit my sister, Anna. Anna had been a Catholic and I was begging her to come to the redeemed Christian church and she wouldn't. And then one day, so that Monday I went to her and said, Patricia, I've been wanting to speak in tongues. Can you help me pray with me? And we prayed to receive the gift of tongues. Okay, in the evening, my sister-in-law drove from uh, Milton Kings. And she too said, you know, there's something I want to ask you and I'm not sure to ask you. Can you pray for me to receive the gift of tongues? And she did. And the following weeks, you know, things were, you know, I read the Bible, things were coming. And I told God, you know what? I'm read, not re ready for this one. Please, I'll come back to you when I'm ready. Now, guess what happened? So the two people, Sister Anna now is a pastor's wife. She's a minister, yeah? A few weeks ago, she invited me to their prayer meeting on a Sunday. On every, every morning at six o'clock, I have to join it. And she keeps telling me, Patricia, you're not where you should be. Why, where are you? And I look myself, I'm comfortable. I'm in amazing grace. You know, I'm sanctuary keeper, you know. But she has been pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. So today I want us to be pushed as I push myself. So are you where you are supposed to be? Do you know where you're supposed to be? Are you doing what God wants you to be? And I'm going to look at Simon Peter and a few characters. Today I'm 15 pastor like last, last year. I have just three. So to the glory of God, I pray that God will minister. So we're going to start with Simon Peter. This is a character. We are told he was a fisherman. So he, had, he wasn't a Pharisee. He hadn't gone to all this Bible school, all this, this, you know, spiritual, you know. We all know he was a fisherman. And we see that in Matthew 19, 27. So God does not look at your career or where you are or what you're doing because whether you're in amazing grace, my sister Anna keeps telling me it's because you're in amazing grace, because you, you are comfortable with a big multitude. That's why you can't do what God wants you to do. So I'm telling you, he was a fisherman. And, <laughs> and the Bible tells us Jesus gave him a name, Peter. That is Mark 3, 18, which means the rock. And then in John 1, 42, Jesus says, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Kephas, which means Peter. So when God calls you, he'll give you a name. Maybe that's why you see some people, they start off, and then they start calling themselves brother, blessed sister, because God gives them a name to send them or to enable them to go forth. And when God calls us, he doesn't leave us alone. And then Jesus, he was Jesus' disciple to acknowledge the divinity of Jesus, calling him the Messiah. This was not taught of men, but the Holy Spirit. So once we encounter, we encounter the Holy Spirit, once we, we welcome the Holy Spirit, sometimes I was talking to a friend of mine. For some reason, we used to, everything I saw, we would talk, 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 but God decided to separate her, and she's been praying. And she said to me yesterday, it was yesterday, that when God wants to call you, or when God is using you, he'll separate you from your friends. So when God starts talking to you, and you see Sister Bo Sister 
<laughs> let me be happy. Sister Abby, I'm not talking to you. Somebody is that because God wants you at a place where you can hear, where you can listen to his voice. We all know the story of Abraham. As long as he was with the relative Lot, God would not talk to him. God would not use him, but immediately separated himself. God did that. So that is what we are being told here that Jesus called him from being a fisherman to be a fisher of men. And Jesus asked Simon Peter three times, do you love me? If he loves him, he says, yes, I love you. Why would Jesus emphasize? You know, sometimes when somebody is talking to you the first time, you may be not, your concentration is not there. The second time you'll be like, mm -hmm. but the, by the time the person is asking you the third time, yeah, you know, you're tempted. So if the Holy Spirit is telling you, do this or don't do that. And three times, you know, God is loving. I believe he would, before he punishes us, you know, for the children, of, like for example, the children of Israel, before he would do anything to, you know, before he would punish them, before he would send enemies to, to come and attack him. He would send them, uh, he would send them messages. He warned them. That is how God, God wants him. So that is what God did in this instance. He was like, Simon, Simon, Simon Peter, do you love me more than this? And he said, yes. Do you love me more than this? So ask yourself, Patricia, do you love, do I love God more than this? I'll say yes. Do I love God more than this? I'll say yes. So ask yourself that question. And then However, when Jesus, you know, so he confesses. Sometimes God will tell us and will say, we are on fire for this. I'll do this. I'll go preach the gospel. I'll do this. I'll do this. And then sometimes attacks come or something, a situation just arises. And we see this when Jesus was arrested. What does Jesus, Peter do? The first thing he says is when Jesus says, Fear sets in. He battled with fear and faith. So fear and faith, when, when you're dealing, when, whenever God is calling and you're stepping out, the first thing as Brother Demi, Demi has paid up his fear. You fear of the unknown. Like I did, I was like, what do people say? My first instance was, what people say? People in church, what people say? My family, they think I'm mad. They'll think, no, fear will set in as it did. And as fear, because he was not certain, he didn't have faith and he denied Christ. The same one that had said, I will not deny you. How he denied him, but he loved Jesus. He denied him. So don't be afraid that when you're stepping up, your friends or your family, the people you trust most will be the ones to throw stones at you. They'll be the ones to say things about you. So be fearless. Continue to. And Christ prayed. And then Jesus prayed that Peter's faith wouldn't fall, fail him, and didn't. So Simon was known by being a pillar to the church. After all this, he denied, that is in Galatians 2, 9, that after all this, all the things he went through, you know, when Jesus was arrested, we all know that he cut the, the this is a man that, you know, a man of faith that we with Jesus, he now goes cut somebody, because in the beginning, when Jesus had told me he would die, he said, no, I bend that, you know, I bend that, those words, that you will not die. And Jesus had to tell the cast, I bind that spirit, behind me Satan. But we know that what did God say? After all this, he became the pillar of the church. And we know that in, we see Matthew 17 verse 4. Matthew 17 verse 4 is about the transfiguration. And this is where Jesus chose Simon Peter among other disciples. And when they went, and guess what he sees? He now sees Moses, he sees the, you know, all the, the prophets of wood. And what does he say? Let's be with us. You know, I was there, Peter, and then maybe with the Peter. And what would you say? Whenever we see a monument that we love, we all pose and take photos. Maybe that is what he intended. And then he said, Yeah, when Jesus showed, yeah. So, verse four, let's go to verse four. 
So he took Peter, James, and John. Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make, make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and of those, he'll be, you know, I was there, make a stand. And we still read about him, but he would have taken a photo or whatever he would have done. That's the kind of person he was. And then in John 13, verse 8, John verse 13, verse 8. This is where Jesus was washing his feet. And Peter is like, no, 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 no. Don't wash my feet. Don't wash my feet. You know, let me be the one to wash your feet. Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answers, if I don't wash you, you have no part in me. So this is the kind of person he was like, ah, don't do it. If you have to do it, I have to do it. So some of us are like that. God, if you are doing that, I have to do for you. But God is telling you, I will do it. I will lead you. I will guide you. You listen to my voice. Let lead the bible says that god wants us to walk to walk with god not beside you know walk with god not ahead of him or behind walk with god so that is why sometimes we can find ourselves uh, trying to help god and we can never help god then john 18 verse 10 that we have seen that one how he struck somebody with a sword he was still trying to help jesus by his own power by his own might by the flesh so you can never serve god with the flesh it's only by the spirit of god so and then in verse 20, John 21, 21, verse 7, he gets out. This is the man that he sees Jesus, Jesus on the boat. And he says, if it is you, Lord, bid me to come. And he's like this, he had faith. In the midst of everything, he had, he, he had, God wants us to have faith. Walk in the water. You know, situation, some situation will call you to walk in the water. Some situation will call you to walk in the fire. So are you willing to walk in the, you know, in the, out of the boat? Out of the boat means out of your security out of amazing God. God is sending you somewhere out of amazing grace you are you are by yourself are you willing to go are you willing to walk on the on the water like Peter in my in Swahili say live whatever will be will be that I will serve God whatever is coming my way leave that job and serve God God tells you now leave the job that nice job leave Leicester and go somewhere you don't know. I remember in 2001, we left Lenda to Leicester. We didn't know who Le what Leicester was. We, we, in fact, we used to call it Leicester. Le 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 Leicester. I think Leicester. And we came here. We didn't know anybody. And it was a scary part. So that's how God would do. You don't know anybody, but God will be with you. So some of the attributes of we can say about Peter. He was courageous and had faith. We have seen how he walked through the water. He was ready to defend Jesus, you know, with the sword, killing the soldier. That is who he was. And we see that Matthew 14, 28, that he was a courageous and had faith. You can't do that. Some things you have to do. <laughs> you know, you cut somebody, you know, he was ready to go for, to prison because of Jesus. Then Matthew 16, 15 to 16, his confession. Can we look at Matthew 16, 15 to 16? He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So he confessed, we have seen, we have talked about it before, but he confessed, he knew. And the Bible says that it was not, no man told him, but by the spirit. So already he had the spirit of God in him. He was doing all that, he had the spirit of God. So there are things we will do. We have the spirit of God, we have the anointing, but there are things that God will help, we will do. You know, we will try to fight our battles, but God is telling, asking us not to. And then John 18, 10, he was impulsive. John 18, that is when he drew the sword and slashed the ear of the soldier. Then in Mark, Mark 14, 31, 
he was self-confident, self-confidence, so not to deny, he so not to deny Jesus, even if the others deny you, I, Peter, will not deny you. So even if everybody would be denied, I, Patricia, will not deny you. I will not deny you. And comes trouble, yeah? Who are Christians here? I'll say, ha, I cannot die. I better say, you know, God, I'm saved. You know, I'm a Christian, but for this one, let me, you know, that's denying Christ, yeah? But he spoke more, if I have, if I die with you, I will not deny you, he said. But, you know, can't criticize him. I think being in the same situation, you know, there's a gun pointing at you. Do you know, you know, it takes the grace of God. It takes, it will take the grace of God to say you are, you are a Christian or to say, you know, to not to deny God. So I can't blame, I, you know, given the situation, if I was in that situation, maybe I'll be able to think differently or like Peter did. And then Mark 14, Mark 14, 72, repentance, Mark, 7, Mark 14, 72. Yeah. A second time, the rooster crowed, then Peter, yeah, this is the, we are going back to the, then called him. Then Peter called to mind the word, the words that Jesus had said to him, before the rooster crows twice, you will have denied me three times. When he thought about it, he wept. So he was able to repent. God is calling us to repent. It doesn't matter how far you've fallen, how far you, you know, whatever has happened, God is able to save. Even the witch, the witch that is doing all sorts. I had the privilege of, of meeting a lady called Rebecca Brown. And she, she tells the story of how she delivered a lady called Elaine, Elaine, who was a blind of Satan. And the battles she went through, only God knows. You know, I mean, you know, Satan's blind, you know, wife, let me call wife. And she battled to set, to help by the grace of God. She was able to set the woman free. And the, 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 she, as a consequence, she has written books about the story. And um, so God is able to save, even the lost. So sometimes when we see people, they are doing bad stuff, let's not cast a stone. I know pastor is always, <laughs> don't, you know, don't, you know, people say send back to sender, fire, send fire. Sometimes you could send the fire and it is you that is the problem. So sometimes we see people, yes, true. Maybe you are disobedient. The Bible says rebellion. Rebellion is as the witch, sin of witchcraft. So sometimes the next time you're about to send a stone, that somebody is doing this, please, be careful because it could be you, but is a is a menace to unto yourself. May God help us. So after all this had happened, and after all this, what did Peter do? Simon Peter do after Jesus died? He went back to fishing. So he went backwards after all this. Sometimes we could find ourselves going backwards. The security, you know, the job, you know, Lester, you know, everything that you know, everything that is familiar. You, you can find, let's be careful not to go back. And we can become people that God wants to use us. So time, Simon Peter was tossed up and about. He went through all through emotions, like every one of us could go through or are going through. But at the end, what did God say? When they, you know, in the book of Acts, when they were gathered together, what happened? Tanks of fire. This is the man, you know, heal people by his word. So let's not be discouraged that as Peter, Peter, the rock, I name myself the Patricia, the rock, I am the rock. 
I am the rock. She said, you are the rock in Jesus' name. And this, this church, God will build that. On this rock, God will build a church for us in the mighty name of Jesus. That reminds me, every, there is a sister church, a redeemed sister church. And every time, a few years back, a friend of mine would invite to me. Every month, they would bring a minister of the gospel from outside. And I would look at them every time I would go, say, ah, they bring all this. What are they doing with this? Ah, today, they are pastors. And I'm here to repent and ask God for forgiveness. So sometimes God will do, you know, after everything, everything, everything. If God wants to use you, whether you go blindly, lame or anything, like Simon Peter, may God help us in Jesus' name. So the next character I'm going to look at is Solomon. He was a son of David and Bathsheba and became, I think, I researched he was a king at 19. I don't know whether that's true or not. And his, his reign started with so much promise. We see this, this in 1 Kings 9, 9, verse 45. Let's read 1 Kings 9, 45. Remember our topic, we are running into the mercy seat. Now, if you walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness, do, to do according to all that I have commanded you. And if you keep my statutes and judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. So this is the promise that God did give to Solomon. And in Second Chronicles, and we know how God prospered it. I mean, we don't know any battles that Solomon had to fight. Imagine his father had fought all his battles, all the, the, all the battles. He lived in peace. He had wealth like anything else. And then we see Second Chronicles was, Second Chronicles verse 1, verse 1, Second Chronicles chapter 1. And, it, and God said God was with him and made him so powerful. He was so powerful. Yeah, now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and exalted him exceedingly. So beyond and above, yeah? That is what God did. And then we go to Second Chronicles 1-7. The Bible tells us God revealed himself to him. On the night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask what, I, ask, what shall I give you? So he was asking, imagine God is asking you, what shall I give you? Sister Jamoke, God is asking, what shall I give you? What do you choose? A friend of mine yesterday said that she had been fighting. She said, she, she said, ah, God, what do you want? She said, I, I want so, so. And guess what? Her son went to school and won a, 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 a little girl to Christ. The, the boy said, oh, mommy, I told him about Christ. She was willing to, he's in year eight. Adrian is in year eight, is it? And he prayed with this little, with this girl, and she received Christ. The mother too went and prayed for somebody, and she received, and the person in a week. And then the other son prayed for somebody. So three people, what do you want God to do? God is asking me, asking you and I, what do you want God to do for you? Is it wealth? If it's wealth, you give you. It's souls you give you. But remember, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Every other thing will be added unto you. So if you seek him first, okay? So Second Chronicles, verse, okay, still chapter 1 and verse 10. What does he ask? He doesn't ask for riches. He asks, now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before 
these people? For who can judge these great people of yours? That is what he asked. And I'm asking us today, let us for wisdom. Let us ask for knowledge. Let us ask for the, the you, know, we, you know, when COVID came, I was trapped. I was like, did anybody, did, was I, did I not hear from God? Did I not, was there somebody you sent and they didn't go? So let's, uh, let's learn to ask God for the, the best things and the best things are souls and asking God for things that will enlarge his kingdom. And then Chronicles, Second Chronicles 3, we are told that he builds a temple, he builds a temple. Then Second Chronicles 12, Solomon's prayers of dedication, he now builds a temple and dedicates it, yeah? Then um, if you look at Deuteronomy 7, 1 to 4, let's first look at Deuteronomy. Seven, one, two, four. When the when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess, and has cast many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gashites, and the Amorites, and the Canaanites, and the Perizzites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, seven nations greater, mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. You nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor they take their daughter for your son, for they will turn your hearts away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. So that was, imagine, it was already there. Yeah, it was already there. That God had won about intermarrying many wives. And Solomon did what? In the first Kings 11 to 18, Solomon now marries the, the daughter of the Egyptian king. He followed there. There are so many wives from all the tribes that God had told him not to do. Remember, this is a man God had revealed himself. You know, in the, in the, in the days of his father, David, when God wanted to talk to David, he used, he used his, his um, prophet. Was it Nathan? Nathan, he would use Nathan. But guess what? This one, God himself, God Almighty himself came and was talking to him. Yet, he did not heed. He went the same temple, you know? He, he, he didn't follow his father's footsteps. Fell prey to beauty and charm built idol temples for his work. The same temple, the guy that has built the magnificent, magnificent temple, the guy that Queen of Sheba had come to see, he's had all the, he now marries what God had said, what God has told you not to do. You know, like I come from a tribe in Kenya, you know, I come from Kenya. We have 40 tribes, different tribes. Is it tribes? Yeah. And some of them, you hear your grandfather will say, don't intermarry with this one. Some of them do. Their customs, their cultures are different. Yet we are Kenyan. We speak the same Swahili national language, speak English. But their own, they have their own uh, languages. They have their own traditions. You know, and God, your grandfather now says, don't marry into this one because there are consequences. That is what God told him. There were, there were consequences. And you see, as a result of this, as a result of it, what did God, he told the kingdom out of the David's family, but gave, left him to because God is merciful. So even after we born that, God will not forget. He will at least, the, the remnant, and that's why sometimes they say the, the, gift, the giftings of God are without repentance. Say, is it? So when somebody was laying hands on people and you don't check yourself and they go out of the, they will steal there and 
things will manifest. Let's be careful that we do, if we draw out of from God, that when we repent, God will His grace. The Bible says his grace is sufficient. His mercies endure forever. That he will not abandon like a mother. You know, you know, I'm a mother and I have my sons and my daughters. And the thing is, sometimes, you know, I'll see my children, my, their dad will be like, they are grown people. I'm like, hey, a mother, oh, you know, you know, a, a parent, you know, a parent, let me, mother, parent. That's how God, you know, he feels the pain. He knows your name. He sees every tear the song is coming. He knows every tear. He sees everything that we go through. And I kind of, when I was preparing to the, for this, and then I was thinking to myself, how comes when, you know, David had other sons with other legitimate wives, why did he choose Solomon? Yet, God, the Bible says God knows the beginning from the end. So God knew that this man would go marry different wives. This man would do this. Why did God intervene? That's a question for us to ponder about. But God is faithful. God is all sufficient. God is loving. God is caring, regardless of everything that went on. So in 1 Kings 11.9, God pronounces judgment on Rehoboam. He suffered the consequences of his father. And down the line, God now brings a young man called Josiah that went, you know, every time, every king will hear Manasseh, uh, oh, Manasseh walked with God, Hezekiah, uh, Hezekiah, Hezekiah, yeah, he walked with God, they went and removed all the idols in the church, but until Josiah, it was Josiah that went and removed the idols that, that who, Solomon had put, I didn't even, when I, until I got to that, but it, the idols that his father, in the temple of God that he had dedicated, he had slaughtered, they had worshipped, yet, he himself, by his own strength, had built because of women. He had built all the altars, and it took Josiah to come and remove everything. You know, sometimes we struggle with traditions. I come from, a, yeah, I told you, I come from a tribe called Kikuyu, Central Kenya. They are the people, most of them, they prayed, they, they fought for emergency. They call emergency for, what is it called? Freedom. And what did they do? I had the testimony of one man. He said, when the white people came, they preached the gospel and they embraced it. And then the first thing they knew was like, ah, these people went to send them to fight other. I think they sent them to fight Belgium or something. And they now look, this one, he sold us Christianity, he's fighting his brother. The next thing they knew, they were taking their choice land, all the best, best land. And what did these people say? Ah, they took their Jesus, they said to hell with their Jesus. And they went back to their tradition. And what they did was they would cut blood, they would, cut blood, they would drink blood. They did all sorts of blood covenants. And to this day, so we are now breaking them because we didn't know they did it. We didn't know. And we are suffering the consequences. So let's be careful that when we walk, we walk full-heartedly, wholeheartedly, David repent. Let's be like David. David would sin, he would fall, but he would rise up. He would confess, he would repent. The Bible says he was a man after God's heart. Yet his son, rich man, blessed. He didn't have to shed any blood. He didn't have one went the wrong way as a consequence. Thank God for God that raised Josiah. And even Josiah, after he did all that, cried what it and he died. He also died. So he loved God wholeheartedly. In conclusion, he loved God wholeheartedly, walked with God, and had everything going for him. Yeah, regardless of the and from that's Proverbs for, for Proverbs. 22 verse 4. Let's read Proverbs 22 verse 4. It says, By humility and the fear of God are riches and honor 
and life. So humility, if we humble ourselves before God, he will humble us, you know, he will give us the desires of the heart. I told you, all was not lost. He wrote the book of Proverbs, he, looks, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastics, Songs of Solomon, Psalm 72 and Psalms 127, all was not lost. And uh, so we can see that we may know a lot about God and Bible, Bible gifted with wisdom, we may be, okay, we may know about, a lot about God and the Bible and be gifted with wisdom, a lot of knowledge, but if our will is not there, oh, it's in vain, it's all in vain. We need to be, to be, we need to be able to be, okay, let's read Job 22 verse 23. So we need to be careful. After I've given, I can say, I can lay hands on the sick, but if my will is not there, it's all in vain. So, so if you return to the Almighty, you will, He will build you up. You will remove iniquity from your tent. So the Bible says, if if this, if after all we've done, after maybe you feel that you've stepped back a little bit, you've not done it. If you return to the Almighty, He will build you up, and He will remove iniquity far from your tent. In Jesus' name. Okay, the last person I'm going to, you know, I like Barak. So meaning lightning. So this is a guy. You know, Israel was at war with the Canaanites and Deborah comes in, you know. So we see the story in the book of Judges chapter four. Judges are paraphrased. So they, were, they, they, went, they would go forward and backwards and they would sing, God would send somebody, they would live well, you know, in holiness and righteousness as long as the person was alive. Once they died, they would deviate and go back. So they were up and down, up and down. But God's grace was also following them because God is a merciful God. So we see in the book of Judges that God sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, because the Israelites were evil in his sight. And Judges 4, 6 says, Deborah, a judge, summoned Barak, whom God chose to do. Imagine this was a man God chose. God chose, chooses me to go and lead the people. And what do I do? Then he, then she sent that Deborah sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, "Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor, and take with you ten thousand men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun?" Let's go on a little bit. Seven, let's see what. And against you, I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, and his chariots and his multitude at the river Kilosh, Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hands. So, this is God promising him all you need to do is look for men. All you need to do is, you know, gather people, I will do the rest. But what did this man say? If you don't, you, Deborah, do not go with me, I will not go. Yeah, so some of us are like, God is sending me, ah, but unless pastor escorts me, unless so and so comes, I will not go. What did Moses say? Moses said, ah, my tongue, I can't speak, I can't speak. He gave excuse, and he was told what? Go with your brother, but your older brother that will speak on your behalf. And what did he do? Barak responded, if you will not go, so that's verse 8, form 8, say, if you will not go with me, I will, if you go with me, I will go. 
if you will not go, I will not go. Imagine, God is sending you. God is talking to us. God has been speaking to some of us through dreams. God is speaking through pastors, through everybody. Then people you don't know, they'll stop you in the street, they'll tell you. But you're like, unless I hear, I don't know which way. Unless God does this, unless I will not move. And God is waiting on you to move. And you two are waiting for God. So the waiting has been until maybe you are 90 years old. And then you say, ah, now I remember. Now I'm ready. That time your bones are gone. You can hardly walk. You can hardly do. Let's do it when we have the time is there when we are strong. So Barak, as we have seen, Deborah agrees to go. He wasn't, he was cowardly because he was cowardly, maybe fear, fiercely, and he lacked faith. Okay. So, the, and I said that sometimes we Christians rely on the pastor's faith. You know, you want to be, you know, my pastor, he can lay hands on the faith, he can prophesy. You know, there was a time I had a friend, and every time we pray, I should tell me, God is saying this so good. So, every time she comes to my house, I'll say, and then she, so that she would prophesy until God took out of her took her out of my and then I had another one she too would prophesy and I said sister what happened I said God God showed me but I can't tell you you have to rely on yourself when God took those people out of my life I cried for the first time I felt like something had been put and I went down I had to see God for myself I had to hear God for myself so some of us are like that we are so trusting ah pastor said you know there was a time I would just listen to Pastor Deborah's sermon so that he said, God said, is there a word for me? Until I know that that was an error and I had to stop it and I prayed for God's deliverance. So this is how it, it was with Barai. So if you don't go with me and it was a woman and I will not go. So he put his faith in Deborah more than he, he did in God. And let's read Hebrews 12, 2. Let's see what it says. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he has sat down at the right hand of God, of, of the throne of God. Imagine if God, Jesus had fear. Ah, I fear death. I can't do for, where would we be? But thank God, you know, even for the pastors that have gone there, out, you know, courageously, they God, I will serve you. And we all a benefit of, you know, some of us are on YouTube, all those. They lay their lives ahead, aside. I'll tell you as most as many of my, our friends, Samuel. So Samuel, our friend, is a son of a preacher. And one of the things he said that his father was never home. He was a Baptist pastor. He was never home and he misses the father-son relationship because he was always working. And on the day he had an accident, he had gone to plant a church somewhere. And on the accident, he walked out of the car, went to the hospital and he died. And every time I see somebody, I say, you know, you have a calling of God. He says, I know, but because of what my father went through, I have decided I'm not going to, you know, to covenant or go into ministry or do what God wants to be because of anger. Why? Because he looks, he did not see that the prayers of the father, he's reaping the father's prayers, you know, because of the obedience of his father, he himself, you know, he's spiritually and every day. He's reaping that, but instead of saying that, he's saying what he missed. Now oh, my father died, and I did this, and this. let's not compromise. Let's not look at that. And by the way, let's also pray for the pastor's children that they'll not look back and say, "Ha, ah, my father that was always in church, I'm not doing it." So let's be careful. And we know he put his okay more than he did. Yeah, faith in God is necessary for any worthwhile task. The bigger the task, 
the more the faith is required and more the more the battles. Let's not share away from the battles. Because when you do this, ah, the devil to know that you, you know, if you want, if a tilt is shaking, by the time you remove it, you have to keep shaking, shaking, shaking. Is it twisting, twisting before it's ready to come out? So when you have faith, you build your faith, there will be discouragements or the way you feel like giving up. People will discourage you, people will come and ask you, hey, did you hear from God? See what happened in the story of Barak. What happened? This Cicela he was chasing ran. He now ran and went, he too thought that there was a family friend. And he went to a woman, he said, ah, there are people chasing me, can I go in? He said, by all means, come in. I lied down, you know, give me something. He was given something, Jael. Jael ended up to have the glory because she's the one who entertained Cicera into her house, gave her some milk. And when he stepped, what did he do? He drove a peg through his head and he died. By the time Barak was coming, he said, ah, the man you are looking for here, you can take the corpse and run away with it, cut the head and go and say you did it. But what did you imagine? You'd have had the glory, but what happened? Jair instead had the glory. So faith is in God is necessary for any trust. We've said that the bigger the task, the more faith is required. God uses whom he wishes. Even an unknown man like Barak. You know, God, don't say that my family is more a family of pastors. My family, he does not look at the background. The Bible says, I don't, I've heard that say that he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. So don't be, you know, see just warming the benches is amazing. Great. We should go, go forth, win souls and live for God. And you know, we'll never look bad or regret. No matter how distant God may seem, it doesn't matter how much trouble we are in. We're never out of reach of Yahweh. You can never fall, fall away from God's grace. There is no way. The Bible says his grace is sufficient. He's the almighty, all powerful, all loving. Imagine sending his only begotten son to die for me and your sins. It did not matter what your grandfather did. His redemption blood is still speaking and still speaks better things than the one that goes, animals and all that. So God bless us. We've come to the end of our sermon. May God really bless us as we go forth. There are so many characters in the Bible I just chose. And may God really, you've been attentive. God bless you. And may he reward you for your labor. And may we go be in source for Christ in Jesus' name. Uh, so if anybody needs prayer, Pastor is here. You know, you've fallen short. You want to be born again. You want anything, Pastor is here. God bless you. Have a happy Sunday.